0: It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW Sitka. Today is Monday, March 29, 2021. I'm Erin Fulton with Raven News. After a week on two-hour notice, the Sitka Sound Sacro Herring Fishery opened twice over the weekend. According to a press release from the Alaska Department of Fish and Game, the fishery opened for eight hours on Saturday. It reopened Sunday morning at 1045 and closed at 6 p.m. Area management biologist Aaron Dupuy said saners caught around 2,300 tons on Saturday but didn't have data from Sunday's harvest yet. He said the fleet is smaller this year. Around 20 saners and four processors are participating.
1: Uh, it's been pretty relaxed, uh, just the size of the fleet. Um, everything's really tightly controlled, so it's not the usual bumper boats, wild shootout fishery that. A lot of people are accustomed to. It's, it's pretty relaxed out there.
0: State biologists predict 210,000 tons of herring will return to Sitka Sound this spring, the highest forecasted since ADF&G started collecting data in the 1970s. The guideline harvest level for the fishery is 33,000 tons, but the state predicts the fleet is unlikely to hit that mark historically the fishery has been fast and competitive but due to a smaller fleet and a limited number of processors Dupuis thinks daily harvest will be lower than usual and will take the fleet longer to reach its quota even with a more relaxed fishery there was one accident on the water over the weekend when a sane boat capsized during saturday's opener
1: yeah we we looked over and saw that fishing vessel rolled over pretty hard and he was starting to take on water but they uh Uh, Good Samaritan vessels were able to get over there and keep the boat from going down and it doesn't sound like any diesel fuel or any other pollutants got uh, released from that boat.
0: Dupuis said Good Samaritan vessels helped bring the boat back to town. He was not aware of any injuries associated with the accident. It's the first time the fishery has opened in two years and its return has been met with some resistance. A group of local activists known as the Herring Protectors have gathered outside of ADFNG offices to protest the fishery several times since the fishery went on two-hour notice. In 2018, the Sitka Tribe of Alaska sued the state over management of the commercial fishery. The case is still being litigated. Thanks to the latest round of stimulus funding passed by Congress and recently signed by the President, the Sitka School District should be in good financial shape next year. But the district administration is cautious about leaning too heavily on money that, once the pandemic crisis has passed, won't be coming around anymore. KCAW's Robert Woolsey reports.
2: The projected deficit for the Sitka School District is roughly $800,000 next year. That's a pretty typical figure, as the district always starts its budget process in the red, as salaries and expenses are assumed to go up and revenues provided by the state and city governments are assumed to remain about the same. The big difference, however, is around $1 million in CARES Act money that the district is likely to see as a result of the latest trillion-dollar stimulus package signed by President Biden on March 11th. The $1 million would cover the deficit and then some, but what then? That's what Superintendent John Holst wanted to convey to the Sitka School Board at its most recent budget hearing on March 25th.
1: We can do all kinds of things. We've got, we're flush with money right now, but at some point when the
2: money runs out, it is gonna be super painful, so be careful. Some of the possible uses for the stimulus funding would be paying for a social worker at Pacific High, funding an elementary learning support coordinator, and running a summer school intervention to help bring students back up to speed. With that in mind, the board tried its best to look at next year's budget as if the stimulus money were not coming in. Seven veteran teachers are taking retirement or early retirement. The district is assuming enrollment will be down around 50 students over this year. So how do you plug the $800,000 hole? The options are ask the city for more funding, dip into reserves, and cut at least two teaching positions, and, oh, right, that $1 million in stimulus funding. There was no desire at all to cut district staff any further. Board member Paul Ryu, however, favored asking the Assembly to pick up a share. He felt a working partnership had been created over the last two years, and despite the temptations of CARES funding, Everyone needed to remain invested in the long-term success of Sitka students. Sometimes it feels like Apollo 13 every week. <laughs> you know, we're, we're trying to figure out how to keep oxygen on and with duct tape and get around the next orbit. But having a, a plan that makes me feel comfortable about how students' needs are going to be addressed moving into the future, and and I think that's one of the main intents of the CARES money. Board member Andrew Hames agreed. Winning the maximum support of the Assembly for Schools was important, but it's a mistake to dismiss the CARES funding altogether. The first two relief packages passed in the previous administration were designed to equip schools to educate during a pandemic. This latest round is intended to make up for revenue shortfalls due to the recession as schools return to in-person learning. Hames wanted to keep the CARES money in play during budgeting. With this shot coming in, I I think we should look at it, or I wanna look at it as what it's intended for and that's to to bridge a gap. There was sentiment among the public for this too. Teacher Susan Brandt-Ferguson said the district would be limited in how much of the stimulus funding it could save. We have money for a rainy day, she said. Well, it's pouring. Parent Beth short Rhodes agreed 2020 had been hard on students. Clawing back ground next year will be challenging, and the CARES money would help.
0: Schools need as much money as they can get right now. I mean, considering how state funding is going down, considering how uh, teacher salaries haven't kept up with the national standard, So I feel like rather than talking about, you know, taking a hit, we need to be really advocating for um, getting the full amount of funding that our schools need because really that isn't even enough.
2: The city has offered to provide the district with about $7.5 million in funding for instruction next year, about $250,000 below the so-called cap allowed under state law. Board member Blossom Teal Olson concurred with the members of the public who spoke and with her fellow board members that the city should consider upping its stake. We're a vital part of the community, and we have a viable ask, she said. The next district budget hearing will be 6 p.m. April 14th. The district's budget will be finalized and approved by the board on April 21st. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Robert Woolsey.
0: In an effort to save money, the Alaska Marine Highway System is considering getting rid of an unused ferry by sinking it. KHNS's Mike Swayze has the story.
1: In Monday's House Finance Committee meeting at the state capitol in Juneau, a Department of Transportation official suggested some cost-saving measures, including ridding the fleet of one of its unused vessels, the MV Malaspina. It's one of the fleet's oldest ships, built back in the 1960s, and has been moored at Ward Cove in Ketchikan since 2019. It costs almost a half million dollars each year just to store the ship. The state is currently considering a variety of options to remove that red line from their budget. They've looked into selling the ferry, but there's an overabundance of decommissioned cruise ships available, so there's very little interest in the open market that leaves selling the boat for scrap metal or just sinking it. Here's Rob Carpenter from the Department of Transportation presenting to the legislature on Monday. Um, Other options we're considering are scuttling her Uh, or talking to the EPA on that option of cleaning her up, taking all the asbestos, uh, et cetera, off, and then uh, creating a reef somewhere. That plan would cost somewhere between $500,000 and a million dollars, but compare that to the estimated $16 million it would cost to repair the over 50-year-old ship. Recent mechanical issues sidelined the Matanuska earlier this month, forcing Skagway and Haines to charter a private vessel to transport passengers from Juneau while leaving their vehicles behind. With fewer boats in the water these days, every breakdown taxes an already stressed ferry system. Earlier this month, the state sold off two of its fast ferries, the Fairweather and the Chinega, for just over $5 million. Those boats were originally purchased for $68 million. This leaves the Alaska Marine Highway with a fleet of 10 ships serving the entirety of coastal Alaska. Governor Mike Dunleavy's proposed plan slashes an additional $7 million from the marine highway systems budget for 2022. The House Finance Committee disagrees and has suggested keeping the funding similar to the budget for 2021. For KHNS News in Skagway, I'm Mike Swayze.
0: Taking a look at the community calendar. The 4-H Ukulele Club meets virtually Mondays through April. Those in kindergarten through fifth grade meet 3.30 to 4.30 p.m., and those in sixth through twelfth grade meet 5 to 6 p.m. As the weather improves, a few socially distant meet-up jam circles with COVID-19 and community precautions are planned. To register, ask about ukuleles and other information, email emily at sitkawild.org. A free Zoom screening of the film Ya'at Wuni, Respect for All Things, followed by a short discussion about the cultural difference in settler and indigenous ways, is at 7 p.m. today. To join the screening, register at tinyurl.com slash before noon. I'm Aaron Fulton, and this has been Raven News.